Good evening, everybody. This is the Empty Arena Podcast, episode 51. 51. Woohoo! We're old. As in Area 51? We have no rights to the X Files. It's actually called the Y Files tonight. We're going to start a viral following of this episode, and out of our millions and millions of followers, only about 10 of them will show up to actually try to raid. We should, we should, we should, uh, we should create like a, a movement called "Raid the Empty Arena." Yeah, and then the so guy, it, the guy will come out and be like, "Oh, I just did it as a joke," and then 14 million people will follow it. Yeah. Who actually went? Did anyone? Any of our fans go to Nevada? If you did, let us know. <laughs> yes, let us know how it was. And that's our empty. That's our empty arena podcast. That's, that's episode five, guys. guys. Uh, uh, no, on tonight's episode, we're going to be talking about Hell in a Cell, Raw, <laughs> SmackDown. As well as AEW Dynamite. Dynamite. I, I used the clip last week. I, I'm trying to use my own impersonation of Jimmy J.J. Walker this evening. Um, not bad. Not terrible. Uh, as well as the, yeah, the, the the draft. I almost said the Final Fantasy draft. I don't know why. Good God. There's so much going yeah. on in this and, week of wrestling. Uh, and uh, I believe two-fifths of us, not the compromise, uh, went to go visit New York Comic Con this weekend, and they're going to talk about their experiences there. It Andrew was and wonderful. Andrew and Nicholas crowded. Yeah, mm-hmm. Andrew and Nicholas. Too well, many people. We had we had a good time at Comic Con. I once again went as a member of the uh, press. Uh, that was your costume. I was yeah. I was a member of the press. <laughs> I wore a Hawaiian shirt. I thought it'd be cool, but everyone was asking me who who what like who I was. You could have said you're Hawaiian Joe. I'm just yeah. Well, no, isn't there oh, Hawaiian re- Allen? Hawaiian, Hawaiian Allen. <laughs> it's look at is a wrestler. New York High School's girls' gym legendary wrestler. <laughs> yeah, my God, the likes of him, Goldberg. You know, these are the these are the uh, legends of the WWE. No, we we went. Nick and I went. Nick had a wonderful wonderful cosplay. He did a uh, he did a cosplay of Elias, which is why I called him Nick Elias. Oh nice. wow! Yeah, that's huh? really good. I huh? just realized that. You yeah. know what, um, Nick? How'd you feel about being in that costume? Well, I was very thankful for the fact that it only required me to go through Amazon to order all of the supplies. Mm. Funny thing is, what happened was I ordered initially a fake beard, one that you know strapped around the head, and I took it out of the package. I gave it a little shake, and I just noticed like a lot of the synthetic hairs just falling off. So I shook it again, and more hairs fell off, more hairs fell off. So eventually, I just threw it in the garbage because it was just a pe- cheap piece of junk. So wait, did you buy yeah. a Shawn Michaels wig? Yeah, I pretty much did. <laughs> I bought a Shawn Michaels wig for my face. But then what happened was also I bought a man bug wig, but I put it on and it was too short on the side, so I just looked like a sumo, you know, <laughs> so it didn't look right. So I scrapped those. I ordered some other better versions of what I was trying to get initially, and they came you, the you Friday before. you got to pay for it, man. That's it. you got to pay for it. Yeah, they came the Friday before, and um, I tried them on. They fit a lot better. I got the shirt, the uh, it, scarf, everything. Isn't the Friday before a movie starring Ice Cube? Maybe. Oh, that's well. That's Friday. Then you have next Friday. Then you have Friday, Friday after, after next, next and then which the was a Christmas before, movie. And then the Friday before is the prequel, right? Yeah. Well, Thursday, I guess, would be the. Hey, prequel. Paramount Pictures, or whoever <laughs> produces those movies, come to me. I have a good prequel idea. <laughs> I have a wonderful idea. <laughs> so yeah, I, I bought a cheap little uh, starter uh, child guitar. I walked around with it, and I just. Um, I gotta say, I was really happy with how it came out. If anybody that follows the podcast saw any of our photos, uh, check it out, and uh, you, it was pretty cool. You had a really good reception. I did. You I had a really good reception. You know, I had about like 20 people asked to take photos of me. Uh, what they do with those photos now is up to them. I don't know, but... Uh, <laughs> Send me your nicks instead of your nudes. <laughs> exactly. Send me your nicks, bruh. So um, I got you know, a pretty good response, and I have to say, I will boast... Over the fact that I was the only Elias that day, as far as I'm aware, because I didn't see any other Eliases. However, oh, you yeah. did get a uh, nice shout out from Elias, the actual Elias. We did. Yes, he Elias, shared uh, on his Instagram story a post he, that you made, Andrew. He shared, yeah. My so my Instagram uh, is now has now officially blown up. Uh, my stories now include. I swear to God, not even lying, they went from like 95 views to like 250 views. Wow, so I gotta start. That's fantastic. I gotta start posting more empty arena stuff because we don't uh, we don't have much traction on our own Instagram channel. Uh, this is way this is way too much info to tell all our fans. <laughs> but yeah, now so Elias changed my life. Thank you, Elias. 
Um, and now I'm an influencer. So I, I show people <laughs> how to, you know, how yeah. to make that, coffee in the morning. I was, I was just about to say that, actually. Mm. <laughs> it was cool. I mean, aside from that, you know, on the wrestling aspect of our visit, we met Hall and Nash. Oh, my and, God. It uh, was wonderful to meet Hall and Nash. We talked really to them cool. for a little while, which was really cool. Yeah. Scott Hall was in love with your Elias costume. He was. was he, he started... Really? Got this, guys. That's you know, awesome. I, I say this out of the utmost respect for Scott Hall. Um, was he drunk? No, he was not. Okay, good. Uh, he was good. very positive, very happy. But he actually started like marking out to me about Elias, and it's so weird because as a fan, you're always the one in your head thinking of things to say when you meet these guys and girls, and you're always like the one that may be doing all the talking but it's very rare that the wrestler initiates the conversation with you so i'm sitting there i'm like oh my god scott hall is literally chewing my ear off right now about elias's character and, and, how, like, and how he likes him over kevin stuff. nash i'm like hey man what's going on he just like smiled like okay. yep did he do did he tear his did he uh tear his quad when he did that? he did not no no, no. <laughs> he stood perfectly still i think wow. so it was okay wow but <laughs> it was no, it was really really cool um that was a really cool moment and then on my own i, I met mick foley um that was nice. He let me take a picture of myself. That was awesome, with though. A guitar. That was an awesome picture. <laughs> yeah, we're going to post that one uh, By his tomorrow. Instruction. So that was really cool. Uh, but, yeah, fun day overall. Um, you know, of course, it uh, goes with the territory. A lot of people very crowded, but that's Comic-Con every year. So whatever. Good time. Definitely a, a good time. And uh, that was a busy – it was a busy weekend. It was a busy weekend because then the next day we rolled right into – Hell in a Cell. Yeah, let's talk about good old Hell in a Cell. Let's talk about good old Hell in a Cell. Hell in a Cell. I mean, there's not a lot, not much to be said about that pay-per-view, I'll be honest. So I think we should just skip, let's skip to the good part of that. Well, the only part really. So the the juicy was, part that so got everybody ending. talking. The ending. The ending. Meaning like after it went off air and you turned off and went to bed? That was the best part of that <laughs> evening. Uh, so for anyone who has did not watch the show... The the fiend took on Seth Rollins for the Universal Championship inside of the cell. This was the last match of the night. This was the main event, and I think uh, everyone is. I feel like everyone's divided as to whether or not it went off well. But I'll be honest, I don't think it went off too well. I've seen articles, you know, posted like whether you know on Ringer or Bleacher Report. That defended the match. I see articles on those same websites that ripped the match apart. I think us here at the Empty Arena, we watched it. It was me, Nick, Danny, and and Chris. We watched it together. I know John was doing uh, his own thing, but all four of us, we just we were sleeping through most of the show, and then towards the end, it was just a whole mess of like, what is going on? So the the light was red. Completely redly, entire the entire arena was red, uh, red lights, and it just I don't know the the match was I don't know Nick what do you, what did you think do you do you, how much do you remember of that match? Honest to God, not much, and I'm telling you this because of the fact that I told you guys I gave you my permission to post a picture of myself sleeping at one point because <laughs> we- I was out like a light for like 20 minutes. Between the Charlotte and Bailey match, and then I think after that was the Fiend and Rollins match. It was like right yep. in between those two, I was just conking out. Um, I went back and I watched the Rollins uh, Fiend match again. The match itself was not, I don't think it was that bad. Um, no, that's the thing. The match itself was not bad. The I think match it- itself was good. Of course, it's the ending. As we all know, notoriously, WWE in the last 10 years has been really bad with endings for the most part with pay-per-views um so so they did this thing where rollins is curb stopping fiend and uh gets up constantly yeah which i mean quinn just just cut you off for a hot second go ahead the the back and forth between rollins and the fiend or and bray i'm just gonna call him bray yeah call him bray whatever it was pretty good like rollins is the champion he should Put in some offense. I get that much. Mm-hmm. I get that part. Like he's a champion. He's not Finn Balor. Uh, but after a point, you had Rollins curb stomping Bray constantly, and Bray no selling. And I get the gimmick is that he's a monster, like a supernatural being. He, but you know, John and I were just having a little dinner, and when I made this revelation that you're you're suspending your belief in wrestling in general. But 
when you now like it just it's at a point where it's it's so obviously fake this is so obviously fake that it's it's just completely i think that i think that move is is like buried at this point like it's so it's so fake now they just made it seem so i don't know yeah you know I'm you're venting. trying you're trying to i see what they're trying to do with the way they finished it because like you want to keep your champion looking strong you know to use that that phrase again i know it was made popular <laughs> for various reasons but Rollins is your champion on Raw. You want him to come out looking as strong as possible. You want both right. of them. So a, a no contest, I guess, look, maybe, you know, in the long run to, to stretch out the rivalry a little bit, you know, you have to do it. But honestly, the way things were going, I would have had no problem just seeing Rollins just go nuts and, like, throw a bunch of chairs and garbage on top of uh, Wyatt and really, like... Get the quick pin, and then Wyatt would just jump up and beat the crap out of him after the match, and just like revive really quickly, because like, no, I, yeah. at least you know what it, it it accomplishes what you were trying to set out to do. But no, they 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 stopped the match. They never stop a Hell in a Cell match. It was the dumbest. And you know, I'm sorry. The reception Stupid. after that was, you know, it's it's so it, 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 this is such a crazy ending. But then you see the match between Taker and Mankind at King of the Ring. Like he literally fell from the top of the yeah. of the cell. Yeah. How 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 is that not a you know referee stoppage? He hits he hits Wyatt in the face with a chair that he hits him with a toolbox on, on a chair that's covering his face. Oh yeah, that's like come on. <laughs> you know, it was so like, silly, and it's I think it's also a matter of just WWE pulling the trigger on this whole feud way too quickly. Like I don't like. Wyatt needs to be in a position, I think, where he wins, you know, decisively. He there's no question to him winning. Yeah. And it should have led up to this point where he went for the went for the universal title. Yeah. But if you if you don't want to give him the belt, that's totally fine. But make it so where you know, let's say let's say Bray came out, attacked Rollins, destroyed him, and just didn't take the title. Right, he would have been... All right, fine. I, I proved the point. I don't need your title to prove any points. Right. And Rollins could have then said, like, oh, no, no, I want to defend this title against you. Like, try to take it from me. And yeah. Bray could just, you know, Bray's like the Joker. He should be treated like the Joker. Just yeah. he, does not care. Anarchy. I feel like I'm sitting back and I'm thinking to myself, you know what? They might as well have made him eat the pin. They might as well have made him like eventually like eat a pin where like I don't know Rollins has to curb stop him 15 20 times or something. Look, I, as as stupid as it may be and I get your point about making the move look really weak. If that's, you know, what it took to to keep him down then fine, but then like, you know, it it doesn't necessarily make Wyatt look that bad because if you think about when Undertaker and Kane had their first match WrestleMania 14, um, it took three tombstones to put Kane down, and that was unheard of at the time. It, I mean, Undertaker would hit one tombstone. Right, it's three, though. Yeah, Always three. would, would yeah. finish everybody off. Two, no way. Three, it was like, oh, my God. And that really um, made everything, you know, come out of that. I mean, for both of them, look fine. You know, there's there wouldn't have been, I think, any harm in having Bray Wyatt just, just eat the pin and lose. Finish the match... As any Hell in a Cell match should be finished, pinfall submission, which was you know not going to be likely, but right. at least do that. I mean, you know, you're not going to be ha- no one's going to be ha- most people aren't going to be happy with Wyatt eating the pin and losing, but you know what? You could still extend the feud. It's just like you said, you know, he eats the three count and then gets up and beats the crap out of Rollins and all that stuff that he did after the match with the mandible claw and like throwing him around. He could have easily done that after taking a pin, but they stopped the match. I mean, come on. After that point, and and once once the crowd took control, nothing ap- nothing after that point was going to save it. Was was going to save it, and like it, it's just people are just so frustrated. Like fans are frustrated. They're not. They don't care. To see Wyatt attack Rollins again and give him the mandible claw, you're so far past that point now. Right, doesn't make a difference, and you know you, you can say anything that you want, like oh, you know this is Vince McMahon's idea or this was the whole point. It to me, it was not the point. I think it completely backfired because they were not on Raw the next night at all. Yes, it's like not at all. It's like it doesn't even, it's like it didn't even happen. Right, you know what? Because I think they were scared shitless of of putting anything any kind of reference on the show because i think they were afraid that it was just going to get received very negatively 
And now you've effectively, you've you've now made Bray into a sympathetic character or sympathetic person because now people are going to cheer for him. Yeah. And Rollins is now becoming the reins that was forced down our throat a few years ago. Sad. And I think I think the fans will turn on Rollins. And trust me, tomorrow night when he faces Roman Reigns for the first draft pick, uh, it, he they will they will turn on him. I know that. Too. I have some opinions about the draft picks, but we'll talk about that later. Talk about that later. Yeah. Yeah. Um, there's a lot. Hey lot, guys, I'm still here. Through. By the way, <laughs> a lot Josh to get through. Um, so that is our that was our spiel on Hell in a Cell, but my my goodness. What a! I mean, the show otherwise could have been fine. It could have been okay. Wasn't a bad show. Wasn't a bad show by any means. It's just. Uh, it was thrown together, I think, really last minute because, like, as we were saying last week, there were only three matches officially there, announced. There were like, there ended up being like seven matches on that card. Yeah. Uh, nine actually. Nine. Yep. Yeah. Uh, it wasn't planned out really well, I think. Also, uh, just how do you go from four matches to nine? Yeah, I don't over know. Over the course of two days, I don't know. But um, jumping over to Raw now, uh, what the fuck is going on? <laughs> I don't Honestly, know. Th- there's so much shit going on, and like none of it's making any fucking sense. Tyson Fury, uh, uh, <laughs> like what the fuck Rusev is that? Like, yeah, Lana sleeping yeah. with Bobby like, I Lashley. I don't know what in the blue hell is going on. <laughs> but that, that opening of seeing Lashley and. Lana, like it reminded me, it reminded me of like 2005 wrestling. Oh, ruthless yeah. aggression, yeah, Ruth, yeah. The ruthless aggression era when they had like the cheesy like like sex music, <laughs> yes, like, like with, with the saxophone and the. I just uh, and, and yeah, it was so awful. Like, There's a reason Lashley, why it's in the past. And Lashley is so. I'm sorry, he's just terrible in that. Oh, role. It, it, yeah, it's awful. He's so cringe. Like it was just so bad. Like like I, I was watching it and I was like, I guess this is okay like it's not it's not anything like like I, I'm still waiting for the TV 14 era they're trying to push they're trying, to, push it a they're bit, trying but, to get there but, but it's, it's not it's not working correctly right now like, nah. like I, I see what they're trying to do they're trying to bring back some sort of nostalgia run for the whole like hey yeah I, I'm, I'm 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 fucking your wife essentially like I, I don't know how else <laughs> yeah there's like that. edginess and, yeah a lot of edgy, edginess to it but it's yeah it's just um not the right callback. Yeah, and then no, you, no, not at all. And then he, you have Rusev plow through Randy Orton and your King of the Ring winner. Yeah, like like nothing. Yeah, but I have to I have to say, uh, and I know Chris isn't here, but when Orton and Corbin were laughing off to the side of the ring, that reminded me of when Chris and I took college courses together, and we were in a philosophy class, and the professors made a comment. And Chris and I started laughing, and it just it reminded me of like you know the two kids in the back of the classroom like chuckling, and then we were told to leave. Yeah. So I would say like, I'm Orton, of course. Chris is definitely Baron Corbin, and our philosophy professor must have been uh, was Rusev for sure, <laughs> just kicking us um, out. We were told to leave the class. On on another on <laughs> Chris, a, he called you bald. Hope on, you know that. On a, on a side note, um, SmackDown. Um, yeah. It, like. They they already started off with a bang, and I thought I thought it was a fantastic show for SmackDown. You know, let's, let's talk about SmackDown. SmackDown yeah. was a good show. Uh, yeah. It opened up with The Rock coming out to I mean, Becky Lynch and Rock Corbin. coming back was cool. Yeah, um, that was that was a good opening, and I think it really did a good. You know, it uh, helped get Lynch over even more. Right, yeah. as the man. Right, and and, and it did show. It actually tripled ratings, I think, right? Didn't it go from like a two to a four or, or one, one and a half yeah, to I a four it, or something like I that? I think it's around, yeah, it, it's the highest it's, I think, ever been Yeah. Um, in that time slot, if I'm not mistaken. I don't want to speak. I'm not an expert here, but... Um, That's because people are watching Hawaii Five-0. Look at the numbers. I know, yeah. That, the, all, all the all the, uh, the middle-aged and uh, senior citizens <laughs> didn't know how to change the channel quick enough. <laughs> we, you know what? The blue brand needs to get the blue bloods. Uh, <laughs> uh uh, audience, but did you guys uh, watch the ending of that show? Yeah, I did. And I, uh, I you watched know, the ending of that show in an Uber coming home from a date on that Friday. Did you blink? Because you might have missed it. Uh, yeah, that was that. It was a very quick ending. I was like, wait a minute, whoa, whoa, whoa. hold on, because like I saw, like I was on, you know, Instagram, and I saw all these posts about Lesnar, and I was like, oh, he def, oh, he. J- 
Of course Lesnar won. Yeah. Let's see how he won. Literally with like 10 seconds. Yeah. And ele- it was an 11 second Twitter post yeah. that I watched. Yeah. A Twitter video, whatever. Ugh. Like the, the whole show was good. I think that match could have gone a little bit longer. Just a few more seconds yeah. longer here and there. Get a little offense in for the WWE champion because yeah. you had uh, in the last his in his last two feuds between Rollins and who else? Who else did uh, Lesnar face? Oh, Balor. He fought him at like uh, I think it was maybe one of those. It wasn't like, too uh, long ago, but yeah, it wasn't that long ago. No, but how how do you have your champion job out so hard? Like that, and then have Kane Velasquez come back. Yeah, which... I wasn't. I was. I was gonna build up to that, <laughs> uh, but you know, it's really sad to say that your WWE champion um, has to basically lay down. Not even just this has nothing to do with Brock Lesnar specifically. It could have been anybody else that you would want to put in that position to basically steamroll everybody, but. For me, I know speaking as someone that like is watching this from an outside perspective, I just sit there and I think to myself, you know, you have not even just Kofi Kingston, but you have an entire roster of guys. Because first of all, Kofi Kingston, he's been champion since April, since WrestleMania. It's, it was almost six months that he held the belt. It was a really nice run for him. And you don't see faces get long title runs like that these days very often, unless they're really super over. And to his credit... He got himself over by having a great showcase leading up to the match, etc. We all know how it happened. And to his credit, he you know, certainly paid his dues. He earned his right to yeah. not only hold the title, but to have it for such a long time. But I feel like it's just, it only seems to me like something that just kind of demotivates, not just Kofi. I, mean, I don't think Kofi really minds because, you know, he's set, you know, he's a, he's a veteran, a long time guy in the business, but... A lot of the younger guys that are and trying now to... A, and now he's a main eventer, too. Yeah, a lot of younger guys that are trying to get into that spot that are looking up and saying, you know what, you know, we're all, you know, busting our tails and, you know, we have to operate with the thought in the back of our yeah. mind that we're going to be told, oh, you're just going to lay down for this guy and, you know, he's going to steamroll you. And look, at that's exactly what happened. He steamrolled Kofi Kingston, who, um, you know, had great matches with other guys and, and you know, it just... It leaves a bad taste in a lot of people's mouths, I think. That's why I think people are constantly upset about this, you know, Lesnar just destroying everybody. You know? Don't look up steamrolled on Urban Dictionary, folks. Nah, don't do, do not, it. Don't do it. Don't no. do it. Don't. Please don't. I mean, <laughs> everyone just did it. <laughs> I, I I understand why they would put the belt on... Uh, Lesnar. On Lesnar. Like, it's SmackDown's first episode on Friday nights. Yeah. On Fox, broadcast, big money, big, you know... Wheel of Fortune money, right? A lot, big, big money, baby, big money. <laughs> a I O U. I'd like um, to buy three they wa- vowels. Yeah, AEW. they wanted to create that UFC, oh. that UFC esque sort of <laughs> feel, like where it's like a shocking, like quick win. I could see why yeah. you know they wanted to play off of that dynamic, but I don't know. And then they've also done that quite a few times the last couple of years. Like now, the, like Daniel Bryan that time at WrestleMania. Yeah. Right, but let me let me ask you guys a question now. You know, you, you see that shit happen on SmackDown. In your head, I mean, to me, as like a, you know, as a somewhat knowledgeable fan, I look at that and I say, oh, God, this is just going to be Lesnar, the Lesnar show again. It's, you know, the show was on Friday nights. Honestly, I can skip it because I know what's going to happen. Lesnar's barely going to be on. Uh, I'll just only pay attention to when he goes, you know, comes out on pay-per-views. Right. That's a, I feel like that's a dangerous uh, game to play because you're already on Friday nights and I, I understand that it's probably geared more towards kids because kids are likely to be home on Friday nights but if you have somebody who's like debating should I go out or should I watch Smackdown like ah, it's, Smackdown's the same old shit I'm sure yeah. I'm just gonna yeah because of the hundreds it. and hundreds of people that do that <laughs> but, but, but look at look at the corner that they painted themselves into because now you're thinking Brock Lesnar UFC Fox WWE champion. Okay, here's the last part. Where the hell is he? Yeah. Um, yeah. Wait a minute. Yo, it's well, Brock Lesnar. Is he well, supposed to be up. on? Yo, I just started watching this show. He's not on. Like people are gonna be confused. Well, I, I brought this up last week that I was reading true. that Lesnar that Lesnar actually is uh, contracted to actually show up every week now. Really? Yes. He's gonna be. Yeah. He has like a, supposedly. We'll, we'll see what happens on Friday. 
Look, I don't care if he doesn't have a match every week, but at least be there. Right. And in this case, I think with the draft, I'm just jumping ahead here, but um, since Kofi's not a title holder currently, mm-hmm. um, maybe he'll get drafted to Raw. It gives him an opportunity to go somewhere else, right. potentially. Right. And they'll break up the New Day, maybe. I, I don't know. I'm just throwing that out there, but... Um, that that could be the, that could very well be the case. Yeah, but um, you know but when Lesnar won the title, um, did you guys think that when Rey Mysterio came out, he brought a son out for a split second? <laughs> right, I was, like, I, I was like, oh wow, Dominic got big and bald and yeah. in about a week. <laughs> got tattoos, yeah, yeah. He had the uh, he he ate the same. It was the same spinach that Popeye would eat when he got in a bind. But yeah, but when Rey Mysterio came out with Cain Velasquez, I was like. All right, this could, this could be interesting, especially since Lesnar lost to Velasquez. Yeah, he got like destroyed by him. Yeah, right? and like, if, if Danny was here, he would tell oh, us the whole. If Danny thing, was yeah. here, he would give us the whole. So he thing. went he went down in a Hadaka Jume in fifteen point four eight seconds, and and Lesnar lost UFC MMA title shit was with Joe seen. Rogan and and, and 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 everyone else. Not only that, at one point in the match, Cain Velasquez had a bead of sweat that was coming off of his left eyebrow. That was in the shape of a perfect trapezoid. <laughs> and when it fell and it hit the mat, it made a very unique sound to the point where it distracted it Lesnar. Moisturized, <laughs> it moisturized that area. And Velasquez was able to come in with elbows, and that Did, was it. How many uh, Velasquez marks we have out there? I, Cricket. Cricket. He, he, like, when, I, when I first saw him, I was like, who, who is this guy? And I... Um, yeah, for, for somebody that doesn't watch UFC, like me and you at least, and I don't know if Nick watches it, but... Like I, I saw this guy, I was like, "All right, is this an NXT wrestler? Is yeah. this?" And then when they finally explained it, I was like, "Oh, okay." There, there's a meme I need to share with everybody. This uh, this was sent over by uh, by by King John of uh, the, the Popper's Pit. Check it out on YouTube. Um, he sent us this wonderful meme, and it was a Andrew. By the way, before you jump into that, yeah. please do not turn this to Chris Jericho's podcast <laughs> where he starts going into random ads. Oh yeah, conversations. <laughs> Hold on, John. I love what you have to say. But let's talk about Omaha Steaks. Listen, when I'm home alone, I need some food. <laughs> We're here with John talking more about his uh, show. Mm, those Omaha Steaks are great, aren't they? <laughs> John, love you have to say. The Brooklyn Boys podcast does it too. So, so this this meme was wonderful. It was the uh, it was that uh, the meme from Avengers where Thanos is like fighting Scarlet Witch, and she's you know says you took everything from me, and he says I don't even know who you are. But instead of Scarlet Witch, it's uh, it's King Velasquez, and and, and Lesnar's head is photoshopped on Thanos, and it says, you know, I'm coming, I'm coming back for you, and uh, Thanos says, uh, I don't, I don't even know who you are. That was that's kind of the feeling I got. Like, yeah, I, who is this? I don't yeah. know who this is. And um, I, I'm thinking to myself now, being that it's King Velasquez, I mean, somebody at this point should have dubbed. Uh, JR's audio when Kane came out. That's got to be Kane. That's got to be Kane. <laughs> Someone said in passing, oh, Kane came out. And I'm like, no, I'm like, no, no, no. What? Kane did not come out on SmackDown. No. Uh, but otherwise, the Rock promo was wonderful. Yes. The KO. I, I, I'm, I'm sticking with the super yeah. tough dude moniker for uh, for Corbin, STD. I thought that was fantastic. That was funny. Um,. The Kevin Owens. Shane, oh, that that match Shane was McMahon awesome. It was good. It was that was really good. It was you know you got exactly what you wanted. Yes. And I, I was surprised. I thought Kevin Owens was gonna move over to uh, NXT. I thought it was like a perfect setup for him to move over there. Yeah. But then you know what? Let's, let's, let's we can talk about the draft. We'll talk about AEW in a little bit. Yeah. Uh, definitely have to get to it. But we might as well just talk about the draft because you know what? It's coming up. We're already in the groove of talking about Raw and SmackDown. Um. So the the so the draft I believe. It's coming up this Friday, and it starts on Friday, continues through on Monday, and I believe for every two picks that SmackDown gets, Raw gets a third. So they're sticking with the rules from like three years ago when they ha- when they did this the first time around. Well, here are the rules. Oh, here are the rules. Here are the SmackDown rules. receives 30 picks. Okay. Raw will receive 41. Okay. Every two draft picks for SmackDown... War, yeah, Raw will receive three picks, which is due to SmackDown being a two-hour show, while Raw is three. Mm-hmm. Makes sense. That all makes very, very Tag sense. teams count as one pick, unless Fox or USA specifically only want a single member from the team as their own pick. 
and any undrafted wrestlers will immediately be declared free agents and able to sign with the brand of their choosing. Ooh, Which I'm guessing they'll build a storyline out of and of itself. You know, free yeah, and, and I'm not sure stuff. why. I don't know if you guys saw the, the actual roster of the drafts. Why do they have celebrities? Celebrities on the, yes. on the drafts? What do you like, mean? So, cool. like, uh, there's um, Al- Alex Rodriguez. What? Uh, Michael Che and Colin Jost. Christian Slater. Christian Slater? Yes. Joe Buck. Troy Aikman. Uh, Jim Cramer from Mad Money. These are all Fox people. Yes. But okay. Kevin so Burkhart. So Kevin Burkhart and Frank Thomas. Oh my God. Terry Bradshaw, Howie Long, Jimmy Johnson, and Tony Gonzalez. <laughs> Ronde Barber, Charles, uh, Charles Davis, Chris Spielman, Daryl Johnston. Uh, NFL kickoffs, Clarissa, uh, Charissa Thompson, Michael Vick. I don't know why Michael Vick. But, yeah. And Peter Schrager. Uh, Rob fuck, Stone, fuck, Brady Quinn, Reggie oh, Bush, Matt Reiner, Urban Meyer. Joel Klatt, Dulé Hill from Psych and Suits. Hot take. You're naming the roster of like a Chelsea yeah. golf tournament. Yeah. What the James, hell is this? James Roday, uh, Marcus Lemonis from The Prophet, um, Margaret Josephs and Melissa Gorga from The Real Housewives of New Jersey. Okay. Ronnie Harrison uh, and Kristen from Football in America, and Rebecca Lowe, Robbie Musto, and Kyle Martino from Premier League Live. Why? Well, I, I understand that they're all USA and Fox subsidiaries and employees. Yeah, and, I mean, like, but why? Yeah, why bother talent. putting in celebrities? Like, well, are they going to change channels? Like, like is Fox NFL I, Sunday going to go to USA NFL Sunday? <laughs> I don't know. I think they're they might be picking some of the no draftees. You kept. I, I don't. From what I read earlier, well, if that's the case, then I want to see Michael Vick go through a steel cage. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but eight I, times, I, I read something that they yeah. were they were being part of the draft. So maybe maybe I misread it and thought maybe it was a. Uh... Well, yeah, I think they're. I think they have. I mean, imagine they're part of the draft. Right. We, <laughs> we picked Joe Buck. Smackdown. Yes. <laughs> Ratings down. <laughs> Historic lows. <laughs> He could be on the commentary. It would be, it would be wild, yeah. actually. Honestly, that would be pretty cool to hear my commentary. <laughs> he he would he would say that SmackDown sucks and uh, that they never had they never had a, a winning champion in 19 years and <laughs> and then Brock Lesnar loses the title and um, he, he I, I don't like Joe Buck. So Sorry, no, I don't guys. think anyone else. I don't think anyone does. I don't, um, think, I don't think Joe Buck likes Joe Buck. <laughs> so uh, okay, so we have, so the, this is this starts on on Friday, goes through Monday. So I guess there's going to be NBC talent, Fox talent. They're going to help pick these draftees. It's it has to be like a it will be a star-studded event, if you will. Where do we what do we see? Um, like, okay, I guess I guess my question. So there's 30 picks. So, you, so there's different buckets where you know you can pick from. You, on the SmackDowns, oh, I'm, I imagine that SmackDown and Raw have like locked champions. Like, you, it, I'm assuming Lesnar is on SmackDown, Rollins is on Raw, right. Lynch is on Raw, Charlotte's on SmackDown. I guess the one question is where do the mid card belts go? True. Well, Shinsuke, Shinsuke is, I think, SmackDown, right? Shinsuke is on SmackDown. AJ is on Raw. Raw. So I think. Those are respectively locked. They need in. to keep that as is. They really shouldn't change up those things. I mean, I guess yeah. I guess we could talk about, you know, where the where is it, um, where do they where do these guys benefit the most? Where do, like where, where do we see Roman Reigns landing? And who would be the first pick? Like, do, I mean, let, let champions aside. Well, they're they're also having a match uh, tomorrow night uh, on apparently. On a Friday night SmackDown between uh, Rollins, Rollins and Reigns, and, Reigns uh, and whoever wins the match, that brand gets their first pick. All, yeah, I remember that. That's that stuff. Um, interesting. Right? I guess there's really no way to. There's really to no like, way to tell. Yeah, there's no way to tell where the hell this is gonna go. No, because it's it's bananas. But but the the, the rosters are so overstuffed. I want to say. Yeah, where that, 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 that could be anything. There could be a number of people moving so around, or saying, nobody moving around. So it's to me, it sounds like Fox and USA will actually have input on who they draft each show. That's what it sounds like, yeah. Which is interesting, but I wonder if they're going to make that apparent on the show. Like, are they going to say, you know, Fox on SmackDown? We have, you know, the executives want Roman Reigns. They love him. We want Roman Reigns. Like, how does does this kayfabe? Oh, okay. I just read this. I'm draft. Sorry. The yeah. personalities from Fox and NBC yeah. are picking the drafts. Yeah. 
<laughs> I can imagine. I, I don't think. Yeah, I, sorry, I, I was never mind. I'll, I'll, positive they weren't in there. <laughs> James Roday and Dulé Hill in a tag team match. Um, as Raw rolls on. As Raw rolls on. So, I wonder if like WWE needs to sit down with like Fox and say, "All right, uh, so we're gonna put some of your talent on TV, but you actually don't pick like." We're going to book all this ourselves. And Fox is like, I want Roman Reigns. I want Lesnar. I want Ronda Rousey. <laughs> Imagine the executives you know, that I, these I, companies I, don't realize that it's scripted. <laughs> you know, I, you know I, I don't know. That's that's actually a very interesting point. Because if you think about it, like, if you have executives from Fox and NBC sitting down yeah. at a table together, and, you know, obviously NBC's been, they've had Raw and SmackDown for years. Yeah, imagine if they're uh, they, they know who brings the ratings and who I, doesn't. I can't imagine them sitting in a room together. That would be wild, right? Yeah, it's like but, uh, it's like having like it's like having you know, divorced couple, and then uh, <laughs> and then like saying like this is my new girlfriend. Yeah. <laughs> Check her out. This is my new girlfriend, Candy. It's like yeah, it's bringing your new girlfriend to the divorce hearings. <laughs> yep. Honey, just go sit in the back. But how sit interesting back, would Candy. that be? Just by the virtue of the fact that now what you have is a situation where Fox is positioned to be um, the network which benefits from the show that is now considered the... They're trying to, I think they're trying to push SmackDown as the A show based on the fact that you took all of your raw commentary people, you put them to SmackDown, you put Lesnar on SmackDown, um, you had all of this big hype for it, and you have people from Fox sitting across from people at NBC, and, that- you know... USA Network always riding WWE every year when they're talking about renewing contracts. You know, get the ratings up, get the ratings up. Monday Night Raw, this is your show. This is your you know, your flagship show. And now, the way that they've positioned themselves, they almost made it as if Raw is, like, secondary. I, I do like it, that, Nick. It, it feels <laughs> like, I mean, listening to Raw feels weird. weird yeah. It does. It's, I, it's, I, I like hearing Lola's voice, but... Lawler's commentary sounds like sound bites from a 2K game. Yeah. They are so yeah. he's so generic now. It's not even funny. It's like so, so scripted. It's it's like as if he just read a summary of like the storylines that are going on. <laughs> uh I I don't know. It's it's I've never I can't believe I'm saying this, but I actually miss Michael Cole on commentary on Raw. I I'm saying it. I don't care. Because Cole had some neuroticism to the way he delivered lines and stuff that like Almost like how like Mauro Ronaldo does very like aggressive and energetic and Mama hyper. Mia. Vic Joseph is anything but that. He's very like monotone and you know. I just yeah, it's <laughs> different. Yeah, Vic Todd Joseph, Phillips had more energy. And I, he's in NXT UK now. Tom yeah. Phillips. Yeah. I don't. I feel bad about Byron Saxton. I think he should at least have been on Raw. Um, it, it's just it, I feel like I'm listening to TNA. Like you ever watch like another wrestling promotion like, yeah. that you're completely alienated from? Like you don't listen, you don't listen to watch it at all, and you put it on one night, and you're like, who the oh, hell's talking? TNA still around? TNA still around? Wow. TNA is still around because <laughs> I was actually watching a match on Tuesday night between this big like Bay Ridge looking guy, you know, it's like Tony, you know, Salami or something, uh, against John Morrison. However, Johnny Knockout. However, John Morrison signed with WWE. Well, yeah. so he's coming back. So he he might be in the draft. Maybe or who knows? Welcome, yeah. guys, I started the draft. Or Rumble, who knows? <laughs> but the or the Rumble, yes. But apparently NXT is not a part of the draft. NXT okay. is not going to be a part of the draft. All right, which is fine. I'll keep, keep let's keep that separate. So, real quick, let's go around because it's it's so hard to determine. We could we could you know we could make be here predictions for hours to yeah. to a blue in the face, but. Three uh, top three picks for SmackDown, top three picks for Ooh. Raw, men and women. Who do you think is going to go on each show? This is, ladies and gentlemen, this is our three minute booking for the draft. Three minute booking for the draft. Oh God. <laughs> so, uh, I, I say start with Nick because Nick has the most uh, most knowledge about this type of stuff. Yeah, yeah, most knowledge. <laughs> I would say like what makes what makes a good draft pick? I um, someone who could talk. Wait, are, we, are we doing everything, or are we just saying? Well, well you know what? Let's, let's do this. This is we're thinking of the stuff right off, right off the top of our heads. Okay. They're gonna have to go one for one. This is not. This can't be a situation where like Raw gets Roman Reigns, Seth Rollins, uh, you know Finn Balor, Braun Strowman, and then SmackDown is 
you know, Mike Kanellis and, yeah. uh, you know, Drew yeah. Gulak. No, no, you're right. You're absolutely right with that. <laughs> so, like, who's going to go? Uh, so Roman and Seth have to be on different shows. They have absolutely. to be, yeah. So that, Ro- that Roman's, Roman's going to stay on SmackDown. Rollins will stay on Raw. I agree. I, I agree with yeah. that. I agree with that. I'm going to say... Ooh, um, I'm gonna say EC3 gets drafted to SmackDown. EC, oh god, yeah. Okay, we're just doing. I thought we went toe to. I thought we were going toe to toe. Yeah, I'm saying EC3 gets drafted to SmackDown, and from SmackDown. Ooh, um, I guess. I mean, I feel like EC3 would benefit more on Raw with more airtime. Think so? Well, I don't think he's gonna get airtime. I don't think he's going to be in any top picks. I think he's going to be one of those like. And I would say Andrade would come to Raw. That would be a good maybe. Move. I would say yeah, I think that makes sense. With well, with AJ because if we're going toe to toe, that's kind of like the same, almost the same guy essentially. Well, let's think. So who's okay? So if AJ staying on Raw, right? Who is like the the equivalent of, of AJ Styles? Um, Ricochet maybe going to SmackDown. I okay. can see that. I can see. I see. Okay. That. Because he's been on Raw for a while. He's had his run with, with several guys. He's had a lot of good matches. I think going to SmackDown would be good for him. I think... Uh, what about Randy Orton? I think <laughs> I think Orton should stay on SmackDown. Okay. I think he needs to anchor that show. Okay. Yeah. He, they need the veteran the veteran guy to anchor that showdown. He, okay. He's essentially... And this is going to be a hot take. Hot take. Hot, hot. Hottest of takes. Wow. All over. He is... I think poised to become the next Undertaker of SmackDown. Like the resident, like journey, the resident like, ass kicker. You wait, know, he, wait, Randy Orton. Randy Orton. Yes, okay. I know it's a crazy hot take. He's not even forty years old yet. Yeah. Um, but think of think of Undertaker way back when, like in two thousand three, two thousand four. So American Badass. Kind of like right after that okay. American Badass run, he was on the show for a while, and it was just like like this was his. We all knew that he was like a top talent, but at the same time, this was his show. This was always his show. He never fit on Raw. I feel like Orton's becoming that for SmackDown. Like he's going to be a fixture. He needs to be a fixture on there, because he's he's I, he's at that point in his career. I feel like he doesn't need necessarily need to be in like the top top storylines. Right. Like he doesn't need a feud against Rollins or anything. I think he. Benefits from like a feud with Ricochet or Alistair yeah. Black or someone like that. Okay. So that's I'm just gonna say that, I'm just gonna, but he can get the title every once in a while if he wants. But I think Orton goes to SmackDown. Okay. Yeah, I think Raw is gonna become a place because it's a three-hour show where the hope is that you have more room for them being able to showcase a lot of the younger talent because on SmackDown with only two hours you are limited I think in terms of like how many matches you could have and how much you could feature so Raw may be a place where you have a guy like Rollins anchoring the show because you know he's you know the young slash present slash future of, of the company that you know you could build around yeah. and you, you have uh, for the most part I mean there's always going to be exceptions but I think Raw is going to be like the uh, the youngins sort of uh, congregation no I, it's yeah I, I completely agree with that what about women? I, I, I was just thinking, what if the Iconics move from SmackDown to Raw, and Alexa Bliss and uh, Nikki Cross, Nikki Cross SmackDown. to SmackDown? That'd be a good trade. I like that. I mean, it's it's well, like it's interesting that. because now Alexa and Nikki are being booked as faces uh, because the Kabuki Warriors cheated to win the tag titles, and now they're heels. I love the fact that they're faces. I don't know Nikki Cross oh, yeah, and Alexa Bliss. Yeah. I think that's a really good combination. Yeah. It's different. And Kabuki War. It was so nice to see uh, Asuka. I missed her so much. Yeah. <laughs> Remember how like relevant she was like a year ago? Yeah. Yeah. And, now, and everyone went wild when she came out. Uh, so it was nice to see her again. But I, I agree. I think I think Nikki and, and Alexa belong on SmackDown. I think that'd be a good move. Iconics on Raw. <laughs> now I just wonder if they're going to keep going back and forth with the women's tag belts or how that's going right. to work. Right, because there was that rule where they would go anywhere with them. I'm just very happy the wild card rule is no longer a thing. Thank God. This is going to be a really interesting... Uh, oh, how about... Well, obviously we know that Becky's going to be on Raw. Raw. Charlotte yeah. should stay on SmackDown. Right. That, that's fine. 
But as far as challengers, who's the next challenger? Because let's face it, Sasha and Bailey. Sasha losing on what? Let's talk about that real quick. Sasha lost on Sunday at Hell in a Cell against Becky. I'm fine with that. I love Becky, but I don't know what you guys think. Uh, fans, let us know too. But I feel like with any with any if you return as a heel, you better go over because you know it's like. It's like a it's like shooting a gun and the gun backfires on you. Like you have this big gun, you're gonna shoot it, you're gonna threaten someone, and then you shoot it and then it backfires and it's you look like an idiot. This was like the case with Sasha. She was came back as a heel and she lost yeah. against Becky both times. So I I she's like turning into the Bray Wyatt of women. Mm-hmm. <laughs> good good uh good comparison. I, I think uh I think honestly the next person to challenge Becky Lynch might be Lacey Evans. Sure about that? Maybe. I don't know. I mean, because they already they already did that recently, and she handedly squashed squashed her. So I okay. Um, I mean, look, it's not bad. I mean, Lacey Evans eventually will, I think, get to that point where she's contending. But um, one thing she I've lost, heard I mean, as a rumor yeah. is uh, Shayna Baszler eventually getting called up. Okay. So I don't know. I mean, I mean you also have that horsewoman factor. I don't know if. And when Ronda Rousey would come back, if that's going to coincide, but isn't I mean, she pregnant? I have no idea. I thought she was pregnant. Maybe that's why. I don't know. But yeah, it's hard to say right now because I would have thought Sasha would have been the one. If anybody was going to take the title from Becky, it would have been her because she's this red hot heel coming back that had all this momentum and all this hype. Uh, but like you said, Andrew, now it kind of takes a lot of steps back for that because because she jobbed out. It's like, so. well, it, that's the same. That's what happened. Lacey Evans. She came in as like this like force. And I know they feuded at, was it, not WrestleMania, after WrestleMania. SummerSlam. Right? May? June? Yeah. Oh, no, she came out, like, a bunch of times, and she just, like, went out to the crowd, and then... Yeah, that was Lacey, yeah. Yeah. She's wonderful. I love love Lacey Evans. Um, But... What about Nia Jax? I know she's injured. Hmm... Hmm, that's possible. Uh, like she could come back for, I don't know about during the draft, but I know she's uh she she has d- double knee surgery. She hasn't been on Raw, but she has been on Botchamania a bunch of times. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I see her being a surprise pick. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. On, maybe to SmackDown. Okay. All right. Maybe to SmackDown. She'd be a good foe for Charlotte. I don't think her and Charlotte really have crossed paths that much. No, you're gonna need some new matchups. I yeah. think. You know, get uh, you know, Bailey can be stay on SmackDown. I think Nia yeah. Jax to SmackDown would be a good idea. Tamina, uh, the twenty, the new twenty four seven champion, or she's still whoever it is this week. Whoever it is, <laughs> uh, Marshmallow. Maybe? That's that's lost its luster so bad. Yeah, it used to be the most entertaining thing. Now it's just oh, because our truth was carrying it. That's why. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, I mean, I guess we'll see. Comes comes Smack, you know, comes SmackDown. Come SmackDown or High Water, we'll <laughs> we'll see that you know, see the draft. Let us know what you guys think about the draft, and uh, you know next week we'll have a review of like how the draft went, and maybe we'll, maybe we'll do a little three minute booking. We should, we should do a special return on three minute booking. Ooh, I like that. Rebooking new storylines. Okay. Um. So so, well, let's let's uh, take a, a little break from the WWE. Let's talk about some AE dubs. Yeah. AE dubs. Yeah, we'll we'll talk about some AEW. So this was uh this was a fun episode. It was the second episode of Dynamite. I'm saying Dynamite as if I'm JJ Walker. <laughs> I'm not just saying Dynamite. Dynamite. <laughs> but I gotta say, Wednesday night Dynamite has a nice little ring to it. It does. I love it. Now, if you think about it, uh, the, this era of wrestling, uh, the wrestling industry is kind of sort of like when uh, there was WWE, WCW, and ECW. Well, we went head-to-head, yeah. you know, again with uh, NXT last night. Yeah. TNA still has this cult following of, you know, 400 people, like ECW did at yeah. one point. TNA has and, a solid group. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, on AEW, let's see, some, some of the high points of AEW, uh, Chris Jericho officially named his faction... Uh, the inner circle. It's such a good, such a good, uh, good name. I like it. What do you What do you guys think? 
Yeah, it's a it, it's different. It's different, but it's also like very you know it's it's has it has a, like an evolution vibe to it. Yeah, right. It it, it could it has uh, shades of uh, the faction. Um, the the fa- oh the fa- oh the uh, oh the Vince McMahon yeah that the was faction a, yeah, oh, the that, fact- that was yeah. around for like a year I remember the faction that. regime yeah the faction regime the McMahon Helmsley regime <laughs> oh this was good it's uh you know the five of them you have Jack Hagar wait I'm Jack, gonna... Jack Jack Hagar Jake Hagar Jake, Jake, Hager. Jake Hager. he was pronouncing it as Hagar but then because Jericho had Sammy Hagar on the mind probably I don't know <laughs> but it's not Hagar I think it's Jake Hagar Jake Hagar um you had uh, Ortiz and Santana the tag team. Uh, and, uh, so wait, wait, Carlos Santana and, uh, and Tito Ortiz. Tito Ortiz, yeah, yeah, <laughs> they were there. They played together, and, and uh, uh, Sammy Guava, not Sammy Guevara. Sammy Guevara. <laughs> and that's a it's a good mix, I gotta say, of of different you know styles. Styles. You have uh, well, the best the the best part of that promo was when everyone was chanting "We the People." Yeah, and, and then Jericho cut them off. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that was bad creative. Is, is that what he said? It's yeah. It's, we the people is dead and buried. <laughs> said, that was a that was a, a bad idea. Oh no, that was a terrible idea by bad creative. Yep. Shut up. <laughs> and then people stopped. People yeah. stopped doing it. I don't think that's gonna come back. That's a. I feel like that's gonna come back when he when like when he becomes a full heel. When when Jake Hager becomes a full heel and people start chanting that, he'll say, "Shut up! Shut up!" <laughs> <laughs> Um, the the what's the what's the tag team name? What is their names? What is what's? <laughs> Sorry, guys, we're still trying to figure out. We're, uh, still, we're still learning names and stuff here. So learning this with you guys. The one guy made this like weird face every time that Jericho was like call, describing them. He made this weird. I know, you got to watch it. I, <laughs> I gotta I gotta get like a, a a meme of it. It has to be a meme. If it's not a meme, I'll never I'll watch. A, 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 I'll never watch AEW again. Um. He's making this weird face with his tongue, and then Sammy Guevara is like 19 years old. He's super young. Yeah, yeah. He's super young, um, but that was uh, that was a great promo, and and apparently there's no writers backstage. There's no. So it's all off the cuff. It's I guess I think it's probably just more of like a like an outline or a structure of like what you want to say, but it sounds like that relatively you know people are free to kind of do what they want. Wow. Um, but uh, but outside of that, we had Moxley wrestling his first match on TV against uh, uh, Britney Spears' brother Sean. Yes, uh, <laughs> Sean Spears, the ex-husband of Britney Spears. <laughs> this was good. Um, I I don't know. It's, what did, what did you guys think of 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 Sean Spears? wrestling i don't really care about him personally he is going to be a jobber for faces i feel yeah th- this wasn't really much of a showcase for him i think um what was surprising was the fact that he has Tully blanchard at ringside accompanying him to his matches and getting involved as well but um yeah i mean for me i never really was not that i was anything against him but i never was like a huge like like you know, Ty Dillinger, you know, Sean Spears fan. But I think, you know, as time goes yeah. on, it could probably grow on me. Who knows? I always feel like he, at least in WWE, as as Ty Dillinger, he uh, he felt like he was one half of a tag team. Like, I felt like there should be another one of him to fill yeah. out, like, a tag I'm like, you need someone with you, man. Like, I feel like you're, like, on a, like, a, like, I feel like your tag team partner's out sick or something. And you're yeah. just kind of filling in. Um, but his match with Moxley was, was fine. Moxley went over. The real, the real, um, Kenny Omega. Yeah, the real focus of that was Kenny Omega coming, coming out, out with a bat with barbed wire on it, which was and awesome, a, and yeah. a broom with barbed wire, which I'd never seen before. He, he, to- he tossed Moxley the bat. That's, that's what I loved. But then Pax, uh, formerly known as uh, Adrian Neville, uh, <laughs> formerly known as Adrian Neville, did he tell it like it is? <laughs> he attacked uh, Omega from behind. And you know Moxley walked away. He didn't want to like you know, he didn't want to beat a man while he was down. So I think I don't know. I feel like they'll 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 wrestle together. And I feel like this might be like this is like a common theme I'm seeing. Like you'll have guys wrestle against each other in feuds, but then team up like in the next 
I don't know. You're getting that. I'm getting that vibe that they're going to wrestle each other once and they're going to like become a team after that. Yeah. Yeah, I think you could probably get away with that outside of the whole I, inner circle versus the elite sort of thing. I, hope, I think it's going to be against them strictly. I hope somebody gets signed to AEW that uses a, the ring name something like Randy Alpha. Yeah. So Kenny Omega and Randy Alpha become a tag team and they'll be called the Alpha and the Omega. Well, Jericho, when him and Omega were oh, feuding... Yeah. He Jericho did uh, this thing where he kept saying he was the alpha. He was like you know like Alpha Club instead of like Bullet Club. So yeah. they were toying with that I think for a while. But um, yeah, I mean they could do a lot. Of, they they have you know a blank slate still pretty much. So they're open to do anything right now. That was uh, that was a cool um, segment. Although I do, I do want to see Omega win. I need, I need to, you know, his whole yeah. gimmick right now is that he's like on a losing streak. Yeah, he but. does need to pick up some wins. But I, I do enjoy that they count wins and losses, which is kind of a cool angle. Like they, they keep it in mind. They keep, yeah. You know, I, th- I think, and I, uh, you know, I was talking to uh, our good friend of the show, Brandon, about this, and I said, Hey, Brandon. Uh, I said, you know, like I feel like WWE is so far gone from like that point. Like they can't really reference wins and losses anymore. Like they're so so far down the path, and there's also like. House shows they they you know keep in mind too so they they include that in all those um, stats and so stuff, yep. I don't know I just I, I like that they reference it but I think after a while you know depending on how big they get they have to like reconsider that as a point of storyline um, and should we talk about the the end there wasn't a ton that's a great that's a good thing about the show is that it's only two hours so yeah um a couple of things i i noticed um that really uh surprised me one was the fact that in that big melee at the end where everybody was just beating the heck out of each other um mjf came out with a chair well and, yeah i noticed that too and you know we were always talking about oh this guy's an ideal heel he's gonna be a big heel for them but now does it look like he's gonna be a face because he sided with cody you know What's funny about that is that uh, he's actually, quote-unquote, best friends with Cody. Mm-hmm. So although he's a heel, he's still best friends with Cody Rhodes. And they actually did this, like, he, he's mean to literally everybody but Cody. Hmm. So I feel like eventually they're going to play this off into a storyline where, like, MJF, like, loved and looked up to Cody Rhodes. And Cody Rhodes, like, you know, maybe, like, I feel like this is a long... This is, this is. I feel like this is going to set up a feud between the the two of them. Like, come like their WrestleMania or something. Right, right. I could um, see that because he's he is as heel as the day is long. But in anything anything to do with Cody, he is completely. You know, mm-hmm. he's all about Cody Rhodes. All about Cody Rhodes. Mm-hmm. So he can use this as like, oh, you know, like maybe the storyline is that he's using him for his career and this and that, but. If, but yes, that was that must have been weird to anybody anybody who doesn't follow MJF or Cody Rhodes on social right. media, right? Because if you follow them on social media, you can like I I expected that I was like oh MJF is gonna definitely turn on you know the uh, the inner circle because they came out and they held him up basically do what we what we do every time that we play wrestle like they they <laughs> held us up and then he hit you know the other guys exactly um, only we use pillows instead of chairs we use pillows yeah. Um, I hope the theme song is something by Inner Circle. <laughs> well, I think it's probably going to be a Fozzie song. Yeah. Hey, Kermit. Uh, there's <laughs> a new song out here for uh, hmm? Sammy Guevara and Jack Swagger. Hmm? <laughs> Sounds like you're imitating a, a scene from Everybody Loves Raymond. <laughs> um, oh, Miss Piggy. Oh, Miss Piggy. Uh, hiya! <laughs> um, so... The other thing that I noticed was Darby Allen coming down the ramp on a skateboard and attacking Jericho and getting the upper hand on him to lead up to next week's match. Well, yeah, oh, Darby the, Allen. I I was I was la- I was actually crying laughing when uh, Jericho had the mic as you know as the as the faces cleared out the ring like this. That was an awesome scene to like yeah. see all these guys. It's really cool. It reminds me of like SmackDown, you know, from like '98, '99. Right. Um, but I remember the he he, he yelled at everyone. He was like. Cody, I'll see you soon. Uh, Darby Allen, you son of a bitch. I'll see you next <laughs> week at your funeral. <laughs> but the fact, yep. Jericho loves this. I, it's like I could tell everyone that's on that that's on that show loves to be there. Yeah, they're I all just, having fun. I just have like yeah, they have a really good. 
because good vibe. Yeah, yeah. Because now they feel like they could go out there and be themselves and yeah. not feel like really confined into any sort of creative, uh, you know, pigeonhole. And um, oh. I think it's I think for the long run, it's really going to, you know, show yeah. truly, you know, the cream rising to the top, as they say, you know, the best of the best are going to eventually make their way up. And, and whoever earns that will earn it on their merit on uh. their own. And a um, couple of things on commentary that kind of stood out to me from Jr. One was um, during the women's tag team match when uh, Britt Baker, Doctor Britt Baker, oh hell yeah, applied her uh, finishing move, but she did like a combination crossface mandible claw sort of thing, and um, whoever she had in the hold, uh, I forgot her name, the uh, the Japanese uh, uh, woman that uh, dressed as Freddie Mercury, Emmy uh, Sakura, Emmy Sakura, I, I love that that whole getup. I think it's hilarious, but. Uh, so she had her, and she gave her the mandible claw, and she tapped out. And Jr. was like, "Wow, an actual mandible claw, or something like that." It was like, <laughs> it was like a dig, almost like I feel like at Foley. Wow. I was kind of annoyed at that. But the other thing too, at the very end, when um, that whole segment ended, where the faces cleared out the ring, and you know, this is he says something like, "You know, this is what we do. You know, we give the fans what we what they want. You know, and it's like you're making it so obvious that you're you're you're." announcing how different you are from your competitor and it's like i feel like that's yeah. not the way to go you should yeah, just yeah. be they, your they, own they thing jr you know? did that on the first episode too where he was like oh this is a tv 14 rating i'm like okay don't don't do that i i get it you, like you guys are pushing the envelope yeah be your own thing yeah. you know focus on yourself and it's so funny because i remember yeah. a classic interview where jim ross uh, during the documentary of the monday night wars where they were talking about wwe and wcw and it got to the point where they were talking about why WCW started failing. And he said, they were too busy focusing on what we were doing while we were focusing on ourselves. And that's, now that's it's come full it. yeah. circle. you know. And I don't know if that's him saying it on his own because that would be very disappointing if, if he, JR is actually like going that route now and, and turning into this, I don't want to say bitter, but it's like these, these snide remarks against the company that basically you know made you who you were. Um, or if it's Tony Khan feeding him these lines. We don't know. I don't know, yeah. I, I'm not a fan it, of it. I'm it, sorry. I didn't think it was good. No, that's an interesting comment. Um, I think they, you know, AEW should just stick to focusing on themselves. They shouldn't right. make any digs at WWE. Like the Jericho thing with, with the We The People comment. I mean, yeah, they... I think that had to be done so that way the crowd wouldn't hijack the segment. I, I agree. There's certain that, times where that has to happen, but I mean, on st- stupid little things like on commentary. Because it, it was a response to something that's obviously like a dig at another company. Right. But they had it. They had to acknowledge it because right. if, they, if they didn't acknowledge it, then you know that was they uh, would have lost a segment. Yeah. yeah. Um. But I think yeah, that was that was it. It really for uh, for AEW. It was a good show. My goodness, so yeah. much happened this week of wrestling. I, I feel. Are we, miss, are we missing anything? I feel like we're missing something. Oh I feel like. Oh my goodness, <laughs> there's so much of it. Check Guys, out our check I, out our memes. Check out the Finn Balor, uh, <laughs> you know, back to the miners. That's a good, that, that's a, that'd be a great movie. I I pay good money to see it. <laughs> so I think that's it. I think that's it too. We're gonna wrap oh. up here. Yeah, Ch- check us out on the social media platforms. You all know what they are. Uh, check us out on uh, Gmail, mtreadingpodcast.gmail.com if you have any questions or concerns or comments. Uh, check out Andrew's memes on Instagrams. Empty Arena Podcast on Instagram. Uh, Empty Arena po- you know, Podcast on uh, Twitter and Facebook. Tout. Tout. Twitch. Tout, Twitch, TikTok. We have to get a TikTok account. Okay. We, we have to do that next. <laughs> Tickety talk. Um... <laughs> That's, I think that's it. I believe that is it, yes. So, also, uh, I, I would like to start running a little bit of a contest. Email us or reach out to us on social media with a sign-off that you would like to hear us use every week. Yeah, give us any like weird shout-outs and, we'll, and we'll, we will say them on the show. So, we'll work them into good. the show without telling, any, without telling you where they are. <laughs> and on that note, guys, Shabbat Doobie. Good night. Uh, Shabba dooba dooba dooba. Shabba, yeah. Good night. Good night. Later. Later.
This has been a Jawsome Studios production.